I was very lucky. I saw that I just have like two chance because I have like one year of OPT. Mm-hmm. And in 2021, I still did, didn't get it like for my second chance. I saw okay. it was time for me to leave. And I started like filling out my job applications for jobs in China. Wow. Yeah, I already started. And yeah. it was actually during that process that the, the online intake form asked me to put like the name of my director and the USC program. So I went on the website and discovered that you actually got STEM approved. Wow. And so like, I, I was like, I, w- I was like feeling like I was brought to left from death or something wow. like that. Hi everyone, welcome back to You Are Not Alone, the H1B Talk podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary. Today we have Kitty. So Kitty, I met through a common friend, and then the first time I met her was actually her birthday. And she's also, you know, the one in my friend circle who has been with the H1B journey the longest. So it has been four years. Yeah. Wow, I can't imagine, but you know. (laughs) Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Kitty. I'm currently a big for CPA and I've been with the H1B process for four years, like Rosemary said. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had like two turning points during that time, um, which we're going to get into more detail later. Mm-hmm. And I finally got a selection this year. Yay, congrats! Thank you! After four years. I know, wow. I, this is also like it's my... A win. It's a win for you. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> uh, it's... It's also like my last year, my yeah, last your chance. last chance. So I'm very lucky. Um, I'm very grateful for that happening in my life. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I got my undergrad in China and I came here to the States uh, for my Master of Accounting in USC uh, and start working afterwards. That's pretty much my journey here. Cool. And speaking of, you know, coming here for your master's, what made you want to come to the States in the first place? Oh, that's that's an interesting story, actually. Mm-hmm. So um, it, for me, it's more a family thing. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, coming to the U.S. and study was a longtime dream of my mom. Oh, your mom. Yeah. So um, she has always wanted to do that. And she actually had two chances mm-hmm. or even three like in her life that she could have done that, but it's just never happened for her. The first time was um, she she actually went through the TOEFL test and she mm-hmm. scored pretty high, but it's not high enough for like a full scholarship. Mm-hmm. So she had to give up because her family was not able to support her financially. financially. Yeah. So, yeah, so she had to um, give up her dream. When I was little, I actually had this phase where mm-hmm. I truly believe that uh, my mom owns my life because she gave she life gave birth and gave you. birth to me. Um, and I wanted to help her fulfill her dream first mm-hmm. before I can start my own life. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of like a wrong, quote unquote wrong thinking I had back then. Uh, but I truly believe it. And I that's actually the starting point why I wanted to come, come to, the to the U.S. States. Yeah, and then... Uh, um, also, like growing up, I have had like all I would say sixteen years of education, like elementary school, middle school, mm-hmm. uh, high school, and um, undergrad for a total of sixteen years. A China style education, mm-hmm. and then during that process, I just don't like 
the examination-based system mm -hmm. um, more and more during that process, especially for, um, like in China, there's the- um, The National College Entrance Examination. Exactly, so yeah. it's like a huge test where everybody just takes it once. Yeah, most, of, then, most people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that test will determine what kind of school you can go to. Yeah, so, um, and it's also like not just for that one big test, which is honestly like the biggest test for most Chinese people in their mm -hmm. life. Uh, it's the whole like education system is based on like those one-time shots. Uh, I'm not always the best performer under, under those stress. like super stressful moment that mm -hmm. to perform just like really well, like in that one-time test. So that's why uh, I don't like that system. And I know like for a fact that U.S. have like more wholesome kind of rating system when mm -hmm. it comes to evaluating the performance of the student. Yeah. So that's what I wanted Um away from like this whole like examination based system right so you just want to you know like come here to experience a uh, different evaluation system because like yeah. here um it does takes into like more factors when they mm -hmm. are you know like um selecting you know what kind of students go into a certain school yeah exactly mm -hmm. um and also like on top of that i I've been watching a lot of like US um series. I, I feel you. I, I, I growing up watching all that too. Yeah. So I started with Vampire Diaries. And mm. also like uh later it's more like more sitcoms, mm -hmm. which I feel like it's kind of giving me like a image that people here like live a happier life uh in general. So that's actually contributing to like why I wanted to come here like in the first place mm -hmm. like before I actually come here okay and then after you came here did your image of the U.S. change at all uh I think it definitely does mm -hmm. I would say um like the media probably only show you like the good, the good side yeah the good side <laughs> um, like everybody's having a great life and yeah. just like enjoying their time here but actually being here uh like showed me like things like the division between the really rich the richest people like in Beverly Hills mm -hmm. and also like homeless people on the street um the big contrast and also like of course the racism like Asian right. hate like specifically related to us and also the political correctness environment mm -hmm. of like I don't know like sometimes like, it's just like very different like it's not something we grew up been familiar with it's yeah exactly. pretty far away from our daily life in china but mm -hmm. here in the states is a thing yeah because yeah. like in china we're like even though we have different like peoples like but like uh we're at least like one race mm -hmm. in that in that country and america is a melting pot and there yeah. are so many different diverse like culture mm -hmm. and background so um it's definitely a different place um and also like but speaking of like the good things mm -hmm. in the U.S. that actually made me want to stay and continue my life here all of like studying are actually I would say for me personally like the big deal breaker mm -hmm. was actually feminism 
which I um, I came to be more contact with during my years in the U.S. Mm -hmm. But surprisingly, it's not through like a U.S. organization or like a U.S. Um, like source of information. I got into contact with feminists still like on the Chinese media. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but I do feel like the environment. Like coming here makes yeah. you more conscious about, you mm -hmm. know, like women empowerment and then just like fem feminism in general so i'm not surprised that you know you discover yeah. this through like you know a chinese media but like mm. it's because how like your mindset on like um the gender equality changes that's how you know you got into contact with the uh channel that promotes feminism exactly yeah also i feel like the whole environment just like promote uh, feminism a lot like better than like how promoting in China and also like uh working wise I feel like working in the U.S. definitely pays better mm -hmm. um and also like to give a little bit preview about like what I'm gonna say next about like H1B but like um throughout my H1B like plan B, C, D, E planning uh I realized like U.S. really pays the the best like um throughout the three countries I was looking mm -hmm. um and then like also work-life balance comparing to back in China they definitely like respect more of your personal time and your personal plan and more flexibility yeah so um that's actually definitely like one of the factors that make me want to stay um and just like overall I feel like uh for me uh I feel less judged and under scrutiny whether it's for like my appearance or uh, my life choices uh, in the U.S. compared to like back in China. Yeah, I feel like in the U.S. you can just wear anything you want or feel like for that day yeah, you can wear. more open-minded. Yeah, you can wear like the fanciest of the fanciest for a day and just wear like sweatshirts for another day. Um, also like to extend it a little bit, uh, just I feel like living in the U.S. Uh, means like better education, like mm -hmm. no matter like like means better university or like better quality of the education that you can get for the next generation if I ever have kids. Ooh, but... You're really thinking ahead <laughs> of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, after listening, you know, like your whole analysis of like um the U.S. and why you wanted to stay here for, you know, your career, you study accounting. So how was your job searching process in general as an international student? Yeah, to be honest, I would say it's fairly easier. Well, I wouldn't call it a fact, but I know like for accounting mm -hmm. students and also like IT students, uh, CS or like uh, engineering students it's easier to get a job mm -hmm. already like to start with and also secondly I went to USC which is a target school for big four oh. and back in my year also like currently I think like mm -hmm. only two out of the big four are sponsoring and to add on top of that all the mid-tier companies are not sponsoring for the accounting position. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for auditing, actually. For auditing, okay. Yeah. So, like, for us back in that time, it's either, like, you go to Big Four, which mm -hmm. is just EY or Deloitte, or um, you go to, like, a really small company. Those really small ones. Yeah, yeah. It's either or, like, all the mid-tiers are not sponsoring. 
So, but even with that being said, like it's not like just all like smooth and just quick for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, like one of the big four actually the process was uh, earlier than the other, mm-hmm. and my friend uh, got the offer, and the one that the result came out earlier, and I'm pretty sure I was waitlisted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also like I would be dropped if my friend take the offer because we were both uh inter- competing for the same yeah uh, we were position. both international students uh and I know for a fact that she wouldn't turn down that job because she didn't get the interview of the, the other, other company. company um I got an interview for the for both of them um we list by the first one so it was a pretty stressful moment that knowing my friend already got the, the job mm-hmm. Uh, I had to wait like another week just to be in the interview. And also like I was told um, the one that I'm interviewing with was like n- not really sponsoring. Like they, they, they're open what to the sponsorship. What does this mean not really sponsoring? You know how like international students for us, a lot of times we are not in favor of the answer of, oh, we might sponsor. I feel like it's just, you know, either yes or no right it's so so i understand like how your struggle was like yeah it's a yes in paper Mm -hmm. but i've been told like they haven't taken in any international students like for years oh so it's not like a it's not like a guarantee yeah even though it's on the paper saying okay we'll be sponsoring you exactly and also like for the one that i was waitlisted that that one actually people told me like it's um like better chances Mm -hmm. but I was already waitlisted and pretty much I know like I was gonna be turned down because my friend is gonna take the offer okay so it was a pretty stressful moment for me but I was like a very very lucky that I wouldn't have stood out because I had a like UK CPA it took me three years to get through 14 exams to get that my uh interviewer and Mm -hmm. the other big four she actually rotated in the UK and she knew about this UK How CPA. How it is to get the yeah. UK CPA. Yeah, and actually it's a, it's a pretty funny story that she was actually so like typically for Big Four, mm-hmm. um, the interview would be two 30-minute interview back to back. She was my first interviewer. And after our interview, she was like um, standing up. She was like reaching out with her hand to say, mm-hmm we welcome you to our practice. Wow. And I was like, I have another interview. And then she- But already it made you feel good. You know, yeah. you have like more confidence exactly. to you know, go through the next one. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, uh, she realized it too. So like, she was like quickly turned the sentence to, if you perform well in the next right, interview. Right, right. But like, you know, you could already tell she was yeah. you know, like pretty happy with, you know, your qualifications. Yeah, definitely. She looked at my resume and she like immediately noticed that, oh, you have the UK CPA? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, I'm through like all the exams. I just need like professional experience to license. And then she was like, oh, congratulations. So that's mm-hmm. a, like a really long journey. And I was like, I know, and nobody she knows She recognized your talent and your yeah. hard work for the UK CPA. Exactly. So I was very lucky. So that's how I stood out. And then that's how I think the main factor why they hired me as an international student and sponsored me. Mm-hmm. So that was actually my job searching uh, journey. I would say it is fairly easier than other like students in, with other majors. Mm-hmm. But even with that, like for our class, which um, I think 
we have like around 25 like Chinese students. Yes. Only two people like me and my friend got into here. Big Four. Oh, only wow. yeah. only two got into the Big Four. Wow. Yeah, like other people are, are still here like in the States. Mm-hmm. Some of them, like most of them actually go back right. to China after mm-hmm. they graduate. Um, but only us got into Big Four, which is, yeah, just like a really low rate. Well, um, the job searching journey was, you know, quite easy and lucky for you. The H1B. Mm-hmm. Not, not that lucky. <laughs> not that lucky, right? Cannot be that lucky and then, all the time. Um, I think you mentioned to me earlier is that you started your first uh, H1B selection even before you started working. Yeah, because I got the offer like a year before I actually start working. Mm-hmm. So uh, they have already started to uh, get me into the lottery mm-hmm. uh, even before I graduate. So that's why like I had like four chances with right. the STEM. Mm-hmm. Interesting fact here. I didn't even know I had four chances. I saw I just had two because mm-hmm. starting when um enrolled in USC, uh, that was not a STEM uh, program to begin with. Mm-hmm. I actually had the other STEM pr- approved programs offers on hand that time, right. but I didn't, I, you I didn't choose, go with that one. Yeah, I chose to be with USC because mm-hmm. I love LA. And that's how I know like cho- cho- choosing USC means I only have two chances of getting selected and the most. Under right. the assumption that I'm gonna get a job like Before right away, you graduate, so you exactly. you don't use up that chance. Yeah, no, it's not even like you have to be early earlier than that because the the lottery happens like in April, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to like get the offer like a, at least before February that year. So was it like campus recruitment for you yeah. guys? Okay, so yeah, it was so- autumn campus recruitment. So it was like. Actually, I got the offer like in October the year mm-hmm. before. Right. So, which is honestly just like four months after I, I have physically been here. Wow. Because your program is only like um, a year. A year. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And we had we had summer sessions, so we had a summer intensive session. So, and there was like a lot of studying. Uh, it was like fifteen credits in six weeks or eight weeks oh I think it was eight weeks mm-hmm. so it was like 15 credits in eight weeks so some intensive studying but on top of that basically you you have to like secure a job like right away once the new semester starts and all the recruitment or mm-hmm. the um like networking events starts wow so basically you came here you went through like an intensive study period and then it was, you know, technically your first semester with yeah. USC, but like, you know, it's recruiting season. Yeah. So you had to like, you know, well, you know, like maintaining your, um, all the coursework, you have mm-hmm. to, you know, like go through networking events and then just, wow, that sounds just like, you know, like a lot of stress and then everything, yeah. you know, like happen at the same time. Yeah. Everything have to happen like really quick for you yeah. to like get that one more chance uh-huh. to it's intern. Not, it's not guaranteed, right? Yeah. 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 It's not. Because um, some people do that, like Big Four, because they have so many international like workers here. Uh-huh. So they're familiar with it, this process. Right. Like they would do that they for you. They start early. Yeah. yeah. But like some companies, uh, I don't know, but like some companies, they might not. Like even if you get the offer before, mm-hmm. or you get the offer like in, a, in spring semester, like it's kind of like a yes or no, like a not very it's certain like a situation. Because like, yeah, you know, exactly. like, it's, 
spring semester, depending on the time, it might have already, you know, passed the deadline for H1B lottery. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So some companies doesn't don't do they they they, they would they wouldn't do that for you. Yeah. Um yeah. And so I was very lucky. I saw that I just have like two chance because I have like one year of OPT. Mm -hmm. And in 2021, I still did, didn't get it like for my second chance. I saw that it was time for me to leave. And I started like filling out my job applications for jobs in China. Wow. Yeah, I already started. And mm -hmm. it was actually during that process that the, the online intake form asked me to put like the name of my director and the USC program. So I went on the website and discovered that you actually got STEM approved. Wow. And so like, I, I was like, I, w I was like feeling like I was brought to left from death or something wow. like that. Um, so I, e I immediately emailed like the program director asking mm -hmm. her like if anything like the curriculum changed and she replied saying like, no, nothing changed. Nothing changed. It's, it's just, just that the name. STEM now. Yeah. It's just yeah. the name of the, the, the major and it's STEM now. I was like, oh, cool. So I was actually in my post uh, completion OPD for that one year. So I was still eligible to apply. So that's how I get extended to STEM. And uh, I got two more years Yay. and two more chances. Last year, I didn't get it again. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, I saw that's going to be my year. I saw like, you know, because like getting a STEM halfway is already a crazy story. You feel like... It's what some, can be crazier yeah right? what can be crazier you're like this happens to for a reason like it it, it should happen for a reason that mm -hmm. i should get h1b like this year right but i still didn't not did not happen for how, me how did you feel at that moment like it is a little bit like you know like you just got like a really really good news and then the next second yeah. like you're just you know rocked down to the bottom again it's yeah kind of like roller coaster exactly because like at that moment like i found out like i actually have stem and it's proved i feel like i have two more chances i already feel like yes i'm gonna get it like two more chances and i already mm -hmm. had two so like four years like how could i not get one mm -hmm. or like i feel like this happens to for a reason it's destiny it's like invisible strings I, I feel like uh, from the way you're describing your excitement when you found out about the STEM thing, it's like you already assume like you would get yeah. draw that year. Yeah, I already yeah. feel like this happens for a reason, like God is on my side or something. It sounds superstitious, but like I feel like H the whole H1B process like needs to be superstitious for a little bit uh -huh. because it's pure luck. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like, yeah, I, I totally feel like this is my year. I still didn't get it last year so mm. I went like straight to well the summer was fine because I, I had a lot of time to hang out with friends mm -hmm. I had a lot of time to like have fun in summer days but yeah once it starts to um cool down and we started to go into autumn and winter mm -hmm. I really like I was really depressed and or like growing into like a really depressed day mm -hmm. um starting like last September, October, that I completely um, shut myself down. Mm -hmm. I stopped hanging out with my friends anymore. I just spent the whole weekend lying on bed watching Sex and City. Um, Was that your, you know, like coping strategy? 
only thing, yeah, I feel like so. I feel like that's that's the only thing I could do because my my mindset. This is probably not some good thinking, but I felt like I could not like go out there and make beautiful, great memories in this city with my friends anymore. That I just can't stay and I can't mm-hmm. relieve those memories. I just feel like if I can't stay, which I'm already assuming that because. Every year, the selection rate goes down, right? Because of the abuse, um. So I'm already assuming that I'm not gonna get it, and I'm not gonna stay here. So that's why I don't want to go out there and make great memories with my friends. Uh, I'm just gonna end up like missing and grieving after I leave here. You know, like you already assume like this time is different, so you assume that you couldn't stay. Like、yeah. eventually, you will leave. So. It, like you were so disappointed to a point that you didn't even want to go out and、uh, make good memories. Yeah, exactly. Well, it sounds a little bit extreme because I just、mm-hmm. really had my hopes up the yeah for last and year, and then you were let down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so speaking of that, um, and also like on top of that, like for a lot of people, like my friend. My lucky friend who got like the job or one week earlier than me,、mm-hmm. she got her H one B selected the first year, and also like other people I know, they 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 just got it the first year they entered, and I was like, "Well, you have me. I got selected for two years and then nothing." I think it's you know like when you were so depressed and disappointed about you know life and affected by something based on pure luck, you only started to focusing on you know like how other people is doing better than yourself. Yeah, yeah, you know, I do、hard. feel that. Yeah. yeah, it's sometimes like even hard to. Just be around them, yeah. Because because they they're no longer you know like worrying about the same situation that is、yeah. you know like slow slowly torturing you. Yeah, it is. It, it's you know like it's a contrast. It's、yeah. like okay, we're the same to start with, but right now、yeah. you are already you know you're set.、So、yeah. What about me?、Right? Yeah. Yeah, the uncertainty really was a torture for me because、mm-hmm. I'm a person like a a, a person like really. Needs you se- you like security you know, and like everything in your hands so yeah that, yeah yeah and it's hard to like spend time around them when they are like they don't have to worry about anything they are like purchasing big furnitures or they are like signing up trying new things in LA where I'm like I I I for for real like I didn't even buy a big TV. Because you didn't know if、yeah. you could stay or not. Yeah, or yeah. a big sofa. Like it was、um, a thing for me, but like after I got the selection news,、mm-hmm. um, I just I I think I purchased like a secondhand TV, which is pretty big,、mm-hmm. uh, and a sofa, like right the next Finally, day. Finally, <laughs> you've been waiting for that I, moment to get all those furnitures you've been wanting for a long time. Yeah, and also speaking of that moment, oh my god, it's such an emotional. An exciting moment for、mm-hmm. both me and my mom. Also,、oh, your mom was there during that time. Yeah, she happens to be here to support me through busy season,、mm. as the contents know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she was here, and she was thrilled when she, um, got the news when we got the news because、mm-hmm. she previously she she know she knows that I was depressed, and、mm-hmm. she she knew that I I was not happy with where I I was. 
for a long time, and she felt guilty because she feel like she was a reason that she was the, here. Yeah, she yeah. was the person like putting me through this journey that I I I was at that time like not happy about mm-hmm. because there's nothing I could do. Right. Um. So after she got in, she was like so relieved. She burst into tears wow. and she hugged me and told me, "I'm free now." Literally, that's that were her words. Like I, I'm pretty sure yeah. you know when you were struggling with the H1B process for her, she's on the other side of the world. She's yeah. also you know, not only worrying about you know like the H1B your career, but so much more. It's about you know you as her daughter, exactly. your mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, my mom was really worried about me, which is actually one of the many reasons that why she came here for yeah. This she need, year. she feel like she needed to take care of you yeah and also i need her to be here like when mm-hmm. they have the selection results oh because i yeah i just feel like it's i like, will what if crumble it's another down. no right yeah what if it's another no i i would totally like break down i feel like but you know this is very interesting because like she's the reason that you are here yeah. and then when she's actually here you got the yes to stay here Oh, I'm pretty oh. sure like she was so happy, so excited, yeah. both for you and for herself. Because you mentioned that coming to the U.S. to study is already a dream of her, and then you help yeah. her pursue that. And then mm-hmm. now getting the H-1B is, you know, also part of your dream. And then yeah. I'm pretty sure it's part of your mom's as well. And then at that defining moment, both of you guys were there. To celebrate so it's just you know yeah, so it's just sweet re- yeah it's just like when you're looking back connecting the dots it's mm-hmm. just oh my god it's, a, it's the best thing happened yeah. to me like, yeah it's, years. A, it's the best scenario i think it's only um it's also because you went through you know like four tries mm-hmm. that make this moment so special yeah and i'm like so grateful that my mom just well happened well planned to be here <laughs> no happened to be here because I need her for the bad news, actually. But it turned out to be good to news. To be good news. Yeah. yeah. Well, now we've, you know, like, talked through your H1B journey. is very, you know, unique. And know, long and torturing. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a different coping strategy. Because, you know, like, most people, they want to, you know, stay optimistic so that they can carry on for the next round. And maybe next two rounds we don't know um well just based on your journey do you have any messages that you want to share with you know people who are in the h1b journey right now yeah of course um for people still struggling with h1b i feel you deeply Mm -hmm. i've been there and as you heard rosemary saying i'm probably like the most pessimistic person yes in the uh, H1B process, honestly, I've never seen anyone like <laughs> who literally just like shut herself down from the outside world. Yeah, and also like, every time I spend time with Rosemary and our common friend, they constantly they have to tolerate me, constantly saying, "Oh my God, what I'm gonna do? Like, what if I don't get selected again? I'm gonna leave. What I'm gonna do?" Or like they constantly have to hear me out on my plan B, C, E, F, G. I mean, I support plan B, C, D, E, F, G because, you know, that's very important. Like, sometimes, yeah. like, plan A doesn't work out. You have to have, you know, like, other ways yeah. to, like, keep living, right? Especially with the current selection rate. 14%, guys. 14. <laughs> yeah, and for, so, like, for me, like, being pers- pessimistic, like, as much as possible, 
um like for me i think the best advice i could have for people still struggling is to have p plan b c d f g like uh for things that i know like um cpt definitely like if your company uh accepts that mm -hmm. that's i would say the easiest route to still stay in the mm -hmm. u.s um and also uh, the, the alternative route is to go through the l1 route mm -hmm. where you go somewhere um you go to another branch in a different country yeah. Yeah, for people who have this option, though, mm. like um, for people who have this option, you can go somewhere offshore for another. Well, you can you can choose, actually, you can stay another year and come back as L1B, which gives you another five years to be selecting H1B because L1B doesn't provide um, the option to go further into um, a uh, what's that called EB1. Uh, EB1C actually specifically. Okay. Um, but yeah, if you just want to spend another year like outside US for just one another year, then you can come back as LMB and then gives you five more years to stay here and do your H1B yeah. <laughs> selection. Get <laughs> yourself in the pool. <laughs> which I, I personally at that time, I didn't like this idea very much because I just, like if I don't get it for four years, I don't wanna I, I don't wanna do H one B ever again, you know. You don't wanna spend, you know, another few years just to, you know, like waiting yeah. for the unknown. It could be a yes, it could be a no. Yes. And also like for the L one, um, the most um uh, the worst thing about that is you can now switch company or position. I don't So you're know. you're you're basically locked for Yeah. I don't know about years. position, like if you can be promoted in your L1 years, but I know for a fact that it's definitely not like you cannot switch to another company. Mm, yeah. Um, unless you have other arrangements with them, like CPD, where mm -hmm. you got your H1B. Right. Um, and the other role, which was what I was planning for myself, uh, if I didn't get selected, was go to somewhere else to be there. Um, to uh, become a managerial person. Like you have when to you go be... to somewhere else means that you switch to a different company. No, no, no. same company. So you still like go to uh, another country for the same company for mm -hmm. a different branch, but no, probably not for just one year. Oh, so you want you to, to like stay... grow into a managerial position and yeah. then come back. Yeah, and also like I don't know if it's just a, like a requirement for my company or uh, for L1A specifically. Um, it's just like you have to be in a manager position there for at least a year, mm -hmm. and then you can come back as an L1A, which will give you the option. Well, if your company lets you, uh, which will give you the option to go through the EB1C route. Okay. which generally takes much less time mm -hmm. to process than the H1B and EB2. Because it's route. like a, you know, higher priority category. And exactly. I think that one gives you like a green card because it's yeah. like an immigrant visa. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, uh, it doesn't like give you a green card like immediately, mm -hmm. but like uh, think about it, H1B, like EB2, it, at least like right now it's like five years since you start. But for EB1C, once you're back, it's just like 
another year or two. Mm, that's way faster. Yeah, exactly. So that's why um, that was the alternative plan I have if I didn't get selected. Mm -hmm. um, and also, but also like, I don't know about, about you guys, but like for me, if I go work in another country, uh, my pay would be cut like around 50%. Wow. Yeah, um, I had the option for either Canada mm -hmm. or Netherlands. Both are pretty much 50% cut from the U.S. salary. Mm -hmm. So which is why, like I mentioned earlier, for the yeah, U.S. Yeah, it's like, going to be like a tough decision, you know, like, yeah. like tough on top of tough decisions. Exactly. Like you're going to a new place. You probably didn't know the language. Like Canada was fine, but like yeah. you go to Netherlands and they have a different language, even though like for business purpose, for professional like working, like English is okay, but yeah. like you know, like daily life, it mm -hmm. might be helpful, you know, to learn a little bit Dutch. But you know, that's that just you know gives you more stress. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and also like the living expense there and the salary cut. The hours are better, but still like you're basically back to surviving salary mm -hmm. again. So uh, definitely like for the other H-1B applicants out there, for me being a pe pe uh, pessimistic person, I definitely recommend you guys to start thinking about your plan B, C, D, A, E, F, G. Mm -hmm. Like for me, for example, I first thought Canada was a safe choice because I've heard so many stories about people going to Canada yeah. if they cannot get selected in the US. But actually two weeks uh, before the H-1B selection, mm -hmm. my partner told me like Canada is not an option anymore. They replied to my partner's message saying they don't need any more people. It feels like, you know, in the movie. It's I know. Like right before the big moment, some bad news coming in. Yeah, exactly. I was only like for that day, I didn't even know like how to continue to work in busy season. Mm -hmm. I'm like, does all of this like still have meaning? Like, why am I still doing that when my, my life is hanging on a thread? Um, but I had a second option, which is Netherlands. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I would say like, that's my plan C. Yeah, that would and, be, you know, like a last choice. If this time I don't get it, and then yeah. you still want to, you know, stay in the US in the future, mm -hmm. then that's when you, you know, start to think about moving to Netherlands. Yeah, or like a CPT. Mm -hmm. So definitely have your like, plan in priority in your preference order lining up because mm -hmm. anything can happen yeah yeah um and also the second suggestion i would have for people is to well even though i know for a fact that this is so hard but try not to let h1b get into your way of living your the life you wanted for yourself. for example getting that tv and the sofa <laughs> Yeah, so true. Um, and also, like, I would say, like, I admit that I'm a total failure in this because oh. I totally shut down myself. Uh, and I totally just um, was, like, depressed and just, like, staying home a lot. Um, I think that was my only kind of, I don't know, I felt like mm -hmm. that was my only option or that was my only coping Mechanism. mechanism that I had or that's the only I, I, to put in a word like that's the only way that I could have imagined it happen mm -hmm. um, but I feel like um, not necessarily uh, if you 
if you are better than me, <laughs> well, if you, you're like uh, stronger or like have more mental stress than me on this one, um, that you have this thinking that you just like try not to let H1B get in your life. I think it's, yeah. you know, easier during the first couple of years that, you know, okay, mm, yeah. I can get H1B. I'm so very optimistic. Yeah. Right? We, yeah. we need to stay optimistic to, you know, keep going. Yeah. Right? Keep waiting for, you know, the next few rounds. But mm -hmm. it's very energy consuming. Yeah. Sometimes I almost feel like it's eating you because like your life, your career, like everything just depends on something based on pure luck. It's not easy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Career, life, everything. Like yeah. pet. <laughs> so so I would say just like do whatever that makes you feel good. Even if it's, you know, cut yourself like Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's like cut through like all the outside connections mm -hmm. it's like if you want to okay just stay inside by yourself do that yeah but 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 you have to like you know have an idea of your mental health like you have to realize your state if you feel like too depressed you need to ask for help mm. yeah, yeah i agree yeah yeah that's what i wanted to say so um like for people out there i don't want this to sound like you know, like, I don't want to be the one of the many people that who tell you, like, see, like, I got my selection the last year, so you're going to get yours. It's going to happen. It's going to be all good. You just go there, all there and have fun. And you just don't, for, just forget about H1B. I don't worry about it. I, I don't want to be one of those people because I know, like, when I was in that situation, that definitely didn't work for me because I'm a very realistic person. Like, how could you, like, to believe that when I have like a burning situation on the back of my mind mm -hmm. um so I, d I definitely don't want to be one of these people but I, I do want to let you know that you know like practice this thinking to try now like H1B be the block bridge of your life but if it has to be then let it be right if it has to be like don't like add to your own depression or add to your own stress that you feel like you're you're doing something you shouldn't be doing or you're not seizing the moment you're not like living your best life but i would say just like do whatever makes sense to you do whatever mm -hmm. your body is telling you do whatever you think that you need to do to survive to feel good um to get through those difficult times i i would say like everybody copes in differently a different way. yeah yeah so like i'm one of those people that you know like kitty doesn't agree so much with <laughs> but that just works for me you know like if i think you know like too pessimistic like i wouldn't feel like there's hope and then that might be you know like the end of the world for me so just like using myself and katie as examples it's like everybody is different like your mental health status and also like your coping strategies are different doesn't mean that you know they're not good yeah it's just like each person should come up with their own strategy whatever works for you like if you just copy and paste it wouldn't work for another person like if i ask yeah. you know like kitty to okay stay positive just by <laughs> hanging there she's gonna hate me no i'm gonna break <laughs> yeah yeah she's gonna break down because yeah. like it doesn't work for her she 
she's already in the mindset that she wouldn't get draw well yeah. that's actually you know like a really good strategy because <laughs> it's only because you believe that you wouldn't get draw and when the news the good news yeah. of getting selected came in like that changed your whole world it's yeah like, exactly yeah. yeah that moment feels surreal when i see that email coming in for the yeah. first time yeah. in four years I mean, you could also lower your expectations. Exactly. And, and then plan for the worst. And then yeah. when the best comes in, wow. Double happiness. Yeah, that's that's a left hike, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, for the companies out there, for the employers out there, I would say, well, speaking of H1B, you know, like how we can now like move freely from company to company. And also, like, after the H-1B, there's whole, like, this whole immigration process that, you know, like, you're more prone to, like, saying, oh, I might as well just stay in this company. So to to be very exaggerating, like, some people call H-1B the modern time slavery. Um, not exactly true, but, um, but for companies and employers, I would say the H-1B employees are going to be your most loyal um, and they will stay uh, as much as they could if you are not making the environment too too toxic, <laughs> too toxic or like too um, bad for them to stay. They're going to stay there. So there's this commitment. Right? Yeah, exactly. So I would say like for company and employers out there, sponsor your H-1B employees as they're gonna lower your turnover rate they're gonna make your company look good <laughs> they're gonna stay here they're gonna have the specific knowledge in their position they're gonna pass it on to the next generation they're gonna cultivate the next generation of stuff they're just the best employees you could ever have so like definitely sponsor your h1b employees and sponsor them with their immigration uh, process. And then them. I just want to add on that because you know how like we get that question, the typical <laughs> question, do you now or in the future need sponsorship? And a lot of the times if we answer yes, like um, and for international students, our resumes like don't even go to HR. Mm -hmm. It's already like a no, like the moment yeah. we're filling out the application. So my message to the companies and employers out there would be that you know like even though they require sponsorship it's worth taking a look of their resume yeah because like you're just missing out by you know like putting sponsorship first yeah like, without even giving a chance of looking at somebody's resume because of you yeah. know the citizenship and yeah yeah i totally agree like i feel like international students has been working them exceptionally and has been building their resume and doing internships they do so many things extra just so they could get a chance they could mm -hmm. stand a chance in the job market so i would say they're definitely worth taking a look for sure yeah and also like just remember like for some of them where most of the international students like maybe staying in the u.s and working here is their dream so mm -hmm. by sponsoring them by looking at their resume you are really making a difference you're supporting somebody's probably like lifetime dream so yeah, you're you're it's making really important an for impact them. by yeah. just looking at the resume yeah 
But yeah, being an international student myself, like it's very important for me. Like for me, it was my mom's dream and my dream. It's like yeah. two dreams. It's your family's dream to some exactly. Point. Yeah. So like it was very important to me. Um, so I would really appreciate it if like people. Uh, well, I was lucky, but like um, people were taking like my resume seriously. Mm-hmm. Were considering me equally as uh the other people who don't need sponsorship. Even though I know that's very unlikely yeah but still we're spreading the message out so yeah that's why we're doing this Mm -hmm. we need to like you know what's up for this little well this small group yeah because there are not many of us here yeah and also like for uscs (laughs) um for uscs i just have like one suggestion like um can you like make the selection process like by one unique identifier one person such as like their passport number Mm -hmm. or like social security number so like yes they can file like multiple cases from multiple companies uh, but they will just get one chance and everybody just get equal chances to get selected and after they get selected they can choose which one of the case they want to file so that's actually a, a great way to get past the abuse and the multiple like yeah. filing right now happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I don't know. I feel like it's so easy to figure out that they probably already know, but for some reason they're just not doing it. We don't know why they're not doing it, but we're just gonna, you know, hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, I think they're definitely taking the abuse more seriously. Yeah, this yeah, year. I think I think they're taking some actions right now. I've yeah. seen news that they're, you mm. know, like, start to, you know, taking everything very seriously. Yeah, I hope that scares out the people who are abusing this system yeah. next year. So yeah. I hope everybody gets a better chance mm-hmm. next year. Well, hopefully the rate can go up a little bit because right now 14% is really low. Yeah, you have to be, like, statistically, you have to enter seven times to get selected well that's just you know like statistics there are you know like chances that 10 times still wow oh true because there are people who get it first time yeah because they blame them because it's you know like um selection it's not like yeah oh but i do heard that um there's gonna be a second lottery this year yeah i i heard that too yeah like i don't know if it's like verified yeah, I don't know if it's true, but like I heard like there's gonna be a second selection. I do f- hope like all my friends who didn't get it in the first one would get it in the second one. Yeah, pray for the best for everyone. Crossed. Well, thank you so much for you know like sharing your thank you know you having me long time struggle and then like I could like imagine in my head how happy it was for you and your mom yeah. at that day. And then now you've been through the process if you could go back in time and then change something would you do anything differently honestly for me i think even though i talk about like how bad i was behaving um like totally for the total shutdown of myself yeah but i still i i like i i feel like there were like half a year that I didn't even get to see you. I know. I I miss so many important occasions like friends' birthdays, celebration. I miss so many of them. I just I couldn't get myself out of the door for that for that period. Yeah, but, yeah. but you know it's okay. Like you you needed the time. 
Yeah, exactly. So, which is why, like, my answer to this question is no, because、mm-hmm. I feel like everything that happened needed to happen. There's nothing else I could have done differently. I think everything that I did was just to make myself feel better and safe,、um, and as happy as I could get at、Aww. that moment. So、um, I wouldn't change anything,、uh, but I don't know if for other people. Well, like you would probably expect, like someone like me who like got the selection after all to say, "Oh, I wish I had like spent more time with my friends before." I wish I I didn't like missed all those、um, great hangouts and celebration birthdays occasions, but for me I recognize that it needs to happen. I needed I needed that and that moment to survive. I so, think you needed you really really needed the time to you know put yourself you know back on track and then yeah just. Really spending time by yourself to you know do whatever that makes you feel good. For example, binge watching Sex and the City. Yeah, yeah. Which like I don't know. Like ever since I started, like we're that's six seasons and two movies. Wow. <laughs> yeah, there was one day that I finished like the entire season in one day. I started in the morning. I was I didn't do a thing that day. I was just lying on the bed watching my iPad. I didn't even eat. Cause I don't want to cook, I didn't want to cook. I just I was just lying there and watching、mm-hmm. that series and like have um having snacks and just lying there. I all mean day. that's impressive that you finished like a whole season in one day. Yeah. Well, you were not you know like not doing anything at all at home and like you were doing something. I mean like yeah, binge watching it does require energy. True. True. Yeah. I, I think for me, like, um, there is something like Rosemary said earlier that I, I really relate to. It's like my mind. Like, there are so many thoughts, like ten million thoughts that goes through my mind、time. at the same time every day. I so for me, like, completely not doing anything is not rest for me. It just wear out my thinking. Like my my brain、mm-hmm. even more. So for me, like I have to do something and to be immersive to, to distract yourself from thinking from my、so、thoughts. Much. Yeah. yeah. So like I had to find something to get immersed with.、Mm. Um. So that was probably why I binge watched the whole season in a day. I mean, kudos on you. Like that's impressive. I I feel like I could only finish half. <laughs> Oh, that can be an interesting fact for me going forward. Yeah, like your fun fact. Yeah, I, I always struggle with <laughs> yeah, I always struggle with coming up with fun facts. Yeah, well, guys, if you're struggling with coming up with your, <laughs> you know, fun fact, come to do the podcast with me, <laughs> and you will be, you know, like discovering yourself a lot. Yeah, yeah, I will put that next time people ask about my fun fact. I will be like.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I binge watched a whole season of Sex and City in a day. Which season? I think it was season five or four. I don't remember. Or six. Okay, so alright. I I think um next time we hang out, let's watch Sex and the City. Yeah, episode one. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Katie. Thank you. And that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow and subscribe to this podcast if you want to stay updated to the most recent content. You can also follow the podcast Instagram account. It's called the H1B Talk.
and I sometimes share some behind the scenes and also previews of the podcast. If you want to be featured on this podcast, you can DM me on Instagram. You're listening to You're Not Alone, the H1B Talk podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary. Thank you so much for your time. Peace. I'll see you next time.